about a year and a half ago, two years now, around like public speaking and just kind of like really just, um, there, there ain't public speaking, there ain't know how to do this. Um, I was just like there to help like guide it and just sort of like, you know, they, you know, help them make it magic to where it is. Um, and I really want to just sort of upload, uplift the fact that um, I've done a lot of work around gun violence and incarceration over the last couple of years. Um, and it's just so empowering to see like the, the homies here who are like not only impacted by these things in various ways, but also like really about empowering others. Um, and I just want to like compliment them. Thank y'all for allowing me to kind of kick it with y'all when we did. And I'm just here to like just be with y'all magic. Thank you, Marlon, and thank you everyone for showing up. Um, how exciting. Uh, I'm thrilled that you guys are all here. This has been a long time coming. Um, before we start, take this moment to check your cell phone, make sure it's on silent, airplane mode, vibrate, whatever you need to do. Um, and while you do that, I'll take this moment to thank the incredible group of people who came together to make this night possible. Um, I want to thank the Angelica Patient Assistance Program, our sponsor, the Kohler Auxiliary, the amazing Book Launch Committee, uh, Lauren Blankstein, Peter Yearwood, and the dope um, youth volunteers. You'll see them around doing things. Um, I want to thank our partners at Pen America and Housing Works. We're thrilled to be part of the Works of Justice series. Um, and our hosts here at Bowery Poetry Club, who um, really came through for us at the last minute. We had some changes and they really pulled through. So yeah, uh, my name is Dexter. Um, I'm the communications lead at Open Doors. Um, I started working with Open Doors and the Reality Poets about a year ago. Um, and I wouldn't have imagined that I'll be here today. First of all, because I have a fear of public speaking, so. <laughs> Um, but no, it's been it's been an amazing ride working with these these fellows up here. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know who don't know them, this might be your first introduction. Uh, Open Door started um, with a simple writing workshop on Roosevelt Island, and that was really the seed that transformed into what I think is a powerful, forward-thinking collective uh, of artists up here. Um, yeah, um, and then the mission from the very start was to foster community and to um, uh, support the creativity and leadership of people who have been harmed by gun violence uh, and inspire action for safer and more just communities. Um, what's so exciting for me is what this mission can look like. You know, it can look like many things and has many forms. It can look like a podcast where the fellows share, share stories of vulnerability. Um, it can look like Vince putting on some dope beats and Tito laying lyrics on top of it, sharing stories about being Dominican, growing up in Bushwick and finding his way. Uh, it can look like Micah sharing a, sharing a poem to one of his favorite nurses, Bambi, uh, mirroring the love and care that she showed for him. It can look like Jay putting together a film chronicling uh, VAR, and the challenges of changing from one nursing home to another. Uh, and it can look like this book, which you'll see here tonight, um, designed by artwork by Barr, and the vision of L and Barr, the design team of Open Doors. Um, so for me, this work has really been a work of the imagination, uh, seeing what community looks like now and what it ought to look like, um, and really putting 
first put forward and joyously making the making the case for it and, and doing the work. Um, so, without further ado, um, I'm going to introduce our MC for tonight, Joel Francois. Joel Francois is a Haitian-born, Brooklyn-raised storyteller who wishes to share his vista as a black writer and tell stories through the lens of love, family, and race. He's the 2015 Eureka Grand Slam champion, 2016 and 2017 Bowery Grand Slam champion. So. Without further ado, give it up for the reality poets and Joel Francois. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. Y'all alright? I'm gonna need y'all to make more noise than that. It's gonna be One more time for, for, for Dexter, y'all. Did y'all hear him saying that he wasn't good at public speaking? Never trust a guy with a perfect man bun, you know? He's, he's deceitful. Um, so how y'all feeling? Y'all, y'all gotta give me a lot of energy. Today was beautiful, wasn't it? So I need the energy. Like, like today felt like I almost forgot that Trump was president. That's how I Obama day, like a good crisp Obama spring, right? You remember those. We all remember those. We miss those. Um, all right. Maybe this, I'm trying to read y'all. Yeah, they didn't laugh at that too hard. I hope, I hope those red hats don't come out of anything. Um, all right. Let, let's, let's, let's get another check of how much noise this, 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 this room can produce. One more time. Show me how excited y'all are. That is more like it. I actually don't deserve that, right? <laughs> Not at all. But it's good practice because every single one of these guys deserves that much love and that much energy. So what we're going to try to do is every time I call one of them to share their work, you're going to give them that energy before they share it and after they share it. Is that cool? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they absolutely deserve it, right? Y'all know why y'all here, right? Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I think that's, I, I think I'm here to say, to, to tell y'all, it's all right, it's all right. It's not that you didn't prepare for this part um, of the quiz, it's that, you know, I'm here to say. Um, so, I started working with these um, fine gentlemen about a year ago, last spring, and virtually they're, they're, they're some of the bravest souls that I've ever met. They walk into a room and they tell truth like there is no other option. And I don't know if y'all know other people, but there are other options. There are absolutely <laughs> options other than truth. But working with these guys, we forget that. They are brave in their storytelling. They are honest in their life living. And they give you feelings like they have more of them to spare. So we have been doing projects together, writing poems, putting things together. And the newest one of that is called Wheeling and Healing. Y'all are here for that. That is what it brought y'all here as well as these brave folks. Wheeling and Healing is compilation of their stories. You you have a chance to walk out of here with that storytelling with you. Are you excited about that prospect? Yeah. All right. I'm excited. Are y'all excited? Yes. Is, is y'all getting a little low on the norm? <laughs> okay. 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 Okay.
Okay, so are y'all ready to hear some of these incredible poems? Yes. Some of these incredible poems that are also inside of this incredible book. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna fall in love with this poem, and then you're gonna try to take that love with you home. How much is the book? Someone shout it out. How much is the book? Only fifteen dollars, right? You can also buy one of these books for a young reader because we're actually donating them. All right, I'll let y'all know who we're donating to. That's a, that's that's a little bit of a secret for now. But let that marinate. Hold on to that. That's a possibility. So these are things that y'all could be excited about. Are y'all ready to hear from the first poem? Yeah. I'm gonna let y'all make it up to me after I read this bio and after I call this person's name. Y'all gonna make that noise. You remember that energy from the first time? That's what you'll recreate because I can't forgive you if you don't give them the most energy ever, right? We'll waste all that bad energy on me, all right? <laughs> all right, so, Micah Harris was born and raised in Crown Heights, Brooklyn and spent most of his free time playing basketball and baseball throughout his youth. Currently an aspiring poet and motivational speaker, Micah hopes to change the youth's lives through poetry and stories from his life experiences. Give this man as much noise as possible. Micah Harris. Mike at a time. Love it, love. Check, check. Mike check, Mike check. One, two, one, two. What is this? Mind your business. Yeah. Allow me to introduce myself again. My name is Micah Harris, aka Mikeito, aka Michael Myers, aka Michael Beardo, aka the Staffer. AKA Marcus Aurelius III, you heard? Give it to my boy, my name, but my boy Jay. AKA the perverted professor, you heard? <laughs> the poem I'm gonna read for you guys tonight is called This Wheelchair Life. It's in our Wheeling and Healing book on page 25, you can check it out. Also with a lot of official poems. There's a lot of official poems in it. Check it out, cop that book, it's official. This poem is dedicated to my fallen soldiers. A lot of these guys meant a lot to me and they passed away. My boy Chang Bang, my boy Jason Smith, my boy Jermaine, and also Open Doors members, salute Calvin Johnson. He was a gully poet with a gully voice. Yeah. And last but not least, my boy Yosemite, Samuel Reyes, AKA Tech Man, Gadget man. This dude used to make, make ashtrays. He made an ashtray for my boy Vaughn. You know, he made, made clips for us. Rest in peace. Love y'all. Miss y'all. See you when I get there. You heard? This wheelchair life. Yo, this wheelchair life is not a game. Ever since I got paralyzed, 
Our life has never been the same, but I will never be ashamed to let the whole world know my struggles and pain. Life's an adventure. I'm an inventor. In the midst of chaos, I am calm in my center, colder than the throes of the winter, but yet so warm, I can stove up November. You know who I am, bro, but you didn't know I'm a world-class orator, wheelchair warrior, everything I move through those hospital corridors, all I get is smiles from those locals and those foreigners, because they feel my spirit, better yet they see it, and I may be injured, but my insides is healing, and I stay positive while I'm free willing. This world can't break me. God won't forsake me. As long as I'm in his arms, that's what I call safety. If you knew my struggles, you'd be crazy to hate me or underestimate me. I am what God made me. You heard? Cheers. by any means necessary. They say I got an old soul. They ain't ever lie. And I view life through a rebel's eyes. I don't trust history because I doubt the text. With my beard and specs, I feel like Malcolm X. By any means necessary, I'm about to flex. Disrespect my handle and you see what happens next. They say the truth hurts and I say so be it. I'ma kill them softly so they won't even feel it. I'm going to give birth to a whole new nation and show how we all connect like a nurse to a patient. I'm going to be that first one to pull up to that station. Now come take a ride with me as I talk to these races. By any means necessary, I'm going to be your faces, even if that means I have to catch a few cases. By any means necessary, I ain't never lie. I aim for the heart, because that's where the devil hides. They always try to label me as the trouble guy. But like I told you from the start, I view life for a rebel's eyes by any means necessary. Feel me? Yeah. yeah. Say, I, I, just want to thank, I just want to thank Jenny Lee and Melanie Open Doors. Thank God for them. One love. I'm going to need y'all to give him the same energy that he just gave to y'all. One more time for Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe y'all. Are y'all ready for the next poem? Yeah. That sounds a lot more like it. So Vincent, please, Pierce, grew up in Newburgh, New York as a teen. Vincent moved down, down south to North Carolina where he studied music and played on multiple basketball teams. In his early 20s, he moved back to New York. Today, Vince's focus lies in music production and his 10-year-old daughter. I will say that a lot of the music that y'all have been hearing tonight is 
the work of many of the guys standing before you. So if you like it, that is part of the experience. That is part of getting to know them. But give it up for Vincent, y'all. How y'all doing? First of all, I would like to thank everybody for coming out. And this poem is on page 69 in the book. It's called I Grew Up. And it's a part of my life where I feel like I had to grow up at a young age. Since I grew up, sugar milk drinking, corned beef hash eating, meatloaf loving, <laughs> iceberg grinning, yeah. BB gun shooting. Only thing that would scare me was the mice. I would run so fast like I was skating on ice. And he didn't ain't watching. Mama didn't have it, so it was paper food stamps she was collecting. Early. Now I grew up. Got tired of hearing mama ask the landlord for extensions. So it was illegal money I was getting. Dice rolling, girl after girl, not caring about a feeling. Just worried about the money and drug dealing. That got me to spending plenty nights in a cage. Started to build up a rage. 23 hours in the cell, thought I was gonna go insane. All I can hear was grandma saying, God will get you through anything. So on my knees I got and prayed. I grew up. So Raymond King Tito Love Cruz was born in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, but spent his early years traveling between the island and Bushwick, Brooklyn. As a child, he studied to become a bassist performing throughout the city. Today, Tito continues to produce and perform music. He hopes one day to begin his own music production label. Give it up for Tito. Hey, I do it, Jay. I want to reintroduce myself my name is Raymond Cruz, a.k.a. King Tito Love, yeah. a.k.a. Ray Ray Nobody Gets Away, a.k.a. Big Homie, a.k.a. Choco Loco, a.k.a. The Riddles, you heard? That's how we do it. Yeah. It's poor man. You know, I've been like, all my life has been a struggle, like in and out hospitals, and I got hit sometimes, and it's been like, anyway, it's been crazy, but... The last experience I had, it was like really crazy. And after I came out of the hospital, I wrote this. And it's how it goes. It's called Walking Through the Darkest Valley. Walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Gasping for air, my breath fading away. Praying to God, don't let this be that day. I have dreams. I have not yet fulfilled. 
I try and go out like a fish without water. That's the real deal. Suddenly I hear a voice that said, child, do not fear. Down my right cheek, it comes a tear. Not afraid of dying. I gotta remain strong. Never ever in the past, I got done me wrong. He said, face everything. Because I will fight this battle for you. Facing death, face to face. Believe me, to me, nothing new. Thanks to the Almighty and friends and family love. God loved me unconditionally. So that's what he does. I'm a survivor. That's what I do, survive. Extremely grateful to our good Lord for keeping me alive. Live the life you love and love the life you live. Tons of health for family and friends. It's my wish for you all. And this poem has now come to an end. Thank you. That energy. One more time for Tito. Yeah. All right. Andres J. Molina left the Dominican Republic in his late teens for New York City's Lower East Side. Former baseball player and truck driver, Jay cares deeply about helping people living with disabilities and is now using his passion for filmmaking towards a career in social healing. Give it up for Jay, y'all. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Andres J. Molina, a.k.a. Johnny Strokes, a.k.a. Dirk Diggler, a.k.a. Jack Horner, a.k.a. Um, the, the mass scientist. And my poem is called Act of Kindness. And it's an event that happened last year in the spring. Uh, me and my boy Sammy, rest in peace. Um, found a bird that had just recently hit the wall of the hospital. And he, we couldn't leave this bird alone. They're laying flat. So as soon as I saw what was going on, I said, this is a poem right here. And it goes like this. The winter left me with a sour taste. The spring with a hopeful smile in my face. Turning the fauna of Roosevelt Island alive. Making all the insects and birds flying in stride. A bird with a natural red color neck flew into a wall. My boy Sammy and I witnessed it all. We ran to the rescue of our fallen friend, hoping that with the fall, he didn't meet his end. But he was only dazed. We thank God for that. I decided to pick him up and put him under a bush flat. Even though it was a rainy day and I couldn't get sick, I put a towel over my head because my friend, I couldn't leave. I felt like I had to protect life, no matter what. Knowing that around the hospital, roam a black guy. After living my life with no regards or compassion, the good side of me showed up 
and took action. And finally, our friend came out of his days and opened up his eyes. We thought it was great. We got off the ground. He got off the ground like nothing had occurred. Flew in circles around us to show us he was cured. With the beauty and finesse of an eagle, he took up to the sky. My friend, the red car bird, flew out of our sight. Thank you, thank you very much. One more time for JR. How y'all feeling? I know we are getting through this. How are y'all feeling? Are you trying? Uh, all right. Uh, Hassan L. Abdul Fattah was born in Fort Greene and spent his childhood between Brooklyn and the Bronx. He currently attends City Tech in Brooklyn, pursuing a major in computer science, has aspirations to specialize in computer systems technology, and is currently part of the Open Doors design team. Give it up for Ali. How's everybody doing tonight? Thank y'all, thank y'all for coming out. Um, I want y'all to go to page 46. The name of this poem is called Nobody Deserved This. And I wrote this poem because this was on the night of what happened to me and where I'm at now and where I stand at. So, yeah, oh yeah, not also I want to give y'all, um, they call me L, L Bookum, LH, L Salvador, L Cito, but let me get to the poem. <laughs> Haven't been home most of the week. Just, just was working and relaxing with my lady in the sheets. Friday's here, coming home, coming from Harlem to the Bronx was a big relief. Finally home now, spoke to a friend on the phone, asked him if he wanna play video games in chief. Best, his response, best believe. Now I'm out in the cold, way to the store, gotta pick up the dust papers or the bamboo. Crossing the street, walking on the sidewalk, a car approached beside me. I looked at dude, dude stared back. Car parks, I'm walking, continuing to the lobby. Three, three seconds after my phone is in the hand, about to make the call for the door, three shots go off. Thoughts to myself, this couldn't be a gunshot, right in my back and in my spinal cord. As I turn to see who, my body hit the floor. Rising my head and neck, seeing the barrel with gun smoke. Shooter standing three feet away from me. Let off another three more, boom, boom, boom. Phone blew up in hand, no one to call. Lady, my, lady holding my bloody hand, praying. Don't know her from a hole in the wall. MTA man making a 911 call. Saying to myself, it ain't my time yet. I still got more to see. Ambulance arrived, putting you on a stretcher, putting you on a stretcher. Seeing all the eyes and stares, they ain't making no better. Went to the hospital, friend came to visit. Told him, look at my life now and see how I'm living. Thank y'all.
I really like the endurance of this applause. Keep it up. Everyone deserves an audience as gracious as this one. Um, remember, if you're enjoying these poems, you can take them with you as long as you get a copy of Healing and Healing. All right, are y'all ready for the next poem? Yes. Yeah. But first, I want y'all to give it up one more time. For Lavar Lawrence was born and raised in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. While other children were out playing, Var spent countless hours inside, nurturing a love of drawing. A lifelong love of visual arts was born. An active family man, Var is kept going by his children. And Tora works as the open door digital designer. Um, give it up for Var, y'all. A.K.A. El Diablo. Um, yeah. You know, being in this wheelchair, we all do different things or whatever. We all think different things or whatever. Well, these are just my thoughts. There be days that I wish that I got shot in my head. Instead, I'm stuck in this fucking hospital bed. Why couldn't he leave me in a pool that was all red? Instead, I'm stuck with a body that's half dead. Only if he raised his arm about an inch or two. I wouldn't have to be here telling my story to you. There'd be a bunch of days that I wake up feeling blue because of the bunch of things that I didn't get a chance to do. I can't even pick, I can't even teach my son how to play ball or pick up and run if he needs me at the drop of a call. Is this punishment for all the wrong that I did? And now I've been sentenced to this wheelchair to do a life sentence big. And now some other nigga is fucking my chick. While I'm sitting around waiting for the nurse to come and wash my dick. There'd be days that I wish that I got shot in my head. Instead, I'm stuck in a hospital bed. Why couldn't he leave me in a pool that was all red? Instead, I'm stuck with a body that's half dead. Only if you can feel my pain, you know how I feel. To wake up with a body that can't feel. To drop something on the floor and you can't deal. To have an orange in your hand you can't feel. Yeah. To wake up feeling that you don't care about yourself. Or not even giving two fucks about your own health. To wake up feeling that you was lying six feet deep. Or that the Grim Reaper come and get you in your sleep. Thinking to yourself that this can't be life. Then having thoughts about taking your own life. Then, every days that I wish I got shot in my head. Instead, I'm stuck in this fucking hospital bed. Why couldn't he leave me in a pool that was all red? Instead, I'm stuck with a body that's half dead.
So many times throughout this night, um, you have heard mention of a couple guys that are no longer with us, Sammy and Saluk, or two proud members of the Open Doors Reality Poets. They passed last winter, well this winter, it's almost done. Winter's almost done, but they passed this winter. Um, and I just want y'all to know that their words and their stories are represented in the book. So if you want a chance to get to know them, even in the glimpse, that is another way for you to start that, that relationship. So I just wanted to invoke their presence and their stories into this space because I know that they were mentioned. So that's just it. As a matter of fact, we can get a round of applause for those two. Y'all ready to hear the first poem from a non-Open Doors member? Yeah. yeah. That seemed a little unsure. <laughs> well, let you make it up. Are y'all ready to hear the first poem from a non-Open Doors member? Yeah. So Khadija Abdurrahman is an independent researcher focusing on predictive analytics in the child welfare system. She is a recent recipient of the New York State Assembly Woman of Distinction Award and co-founder of Word Tory, an oral history library she calls a growing digital humanities project. It initiates critical discussions around topics like race, artificial intelligence, disability slash access, and reimagining end of life through collecting oral histories and organizing events that integrate the performing arts with academic expertise. Give it up for Khadija. Um, and I just 
and, I, and I'm going to read this poem. I, I don't have it memorized, so bear with me. <clears throat> this love be a tricky bitch. Sometimes old woman face purse with cynicism, tripping children with her walker, or sitting on the toilet, taking a shit, screaming, bring me your fucking cigarette. She also be bad in all the right places, with tight leggings on, and a seductive laugh that hangs on like honey pouring slow out a glass bottle. Then rushing fast, don't pour too much, don't pour too much. This love be holding me down, commissary money and phone calls. Be cooking all of my favorite things, oxtails with rice and peas, sawfish and buttery biscuits in the morning time. Be morning head, balls, lips, labia touch knowingly. Pants at ankles, no time to take off. Yeah. Faster and harder. Yeah. This love be belly swollen. First cries in the delivery room. Crazy how this love makes people. She be back turned in one word answers. It's not you, it's me. She be burnt rice and didn't come home last night. She be having me feverish and cold sweat and vivid dreams of things I can't say out loud because no one understands the village in Jimma my preconceptions were born. The smell of coffee roasting on the flat pan, steam mingling with sweat beneath woolly gobbies wrapped around the men's legs and framing a cushy's face. This love got me remembering I'm a Wuha and Oramina speaking as we stay up all night chewing chat. Tightly packed mounds on the back of our teeth Brown gums and the deep forest green chalk Got our mouths earthen Becoming the soil and green shoots Beneath these blankets Beneath this house so eagerly built With money grams from America We up all night pausing only to praise God The way Muslims do Palms open Prayers shouted in Arabic and Aromo And when it's over we wash our face with dry hands Can you hear us God? We are here, we are here God she spooned with me while I simmer in the pot with these memories. This love has me coming to a boil and I didn't put no salt in. Sometimes she comes in while I shower just to talk or smoking a cigarette. Deep inhalations, ashing in the toilet just in time. That cherry glow red, pulsing like a beacon. I be lost at sea looking at my lighthouse, beckoning for me to come ashore. Making its way through the fog, but she be the fog too. Be them steamy mornings outside, wading through the humidity like a thousand oceans, spreading legs like Moses, laying plagues like the Most High. She be my everything until she leaves and the room is emptied of her. The place where she hung her bras to dry, the windowsill still hug purple flowers. She's no longer here to water. Fridge empty without her cooking. Old milk and bottles of beer like a man living alone, naked as he entered this world. She left me dancing with ghosts, rubbing her side of the bed like a Ouija board, looking for messages from the other side. I can't decipher this love. Woo. How are y'all? Um, I was just going to say it has been an absolute pleasure to be able to host this event in front of such an incredible audience. Um, but read a poem. Truly, uh, truly the best, the best gift. The, the 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 reason why I'm here is because I've been able to get these know get to know these guys and fellowship with them. I am going to read a poem, but before I do that, I'm just going to say a couple of things. Is that all right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, follow us at Open Doors NYC. Everything spelled correctly. 
This one wants to Next, you can always get the, the book through the website, of course. We'll mail it to you. It'll get to you. We promise. But tonight is the night that you can get like a stamped, signed copy. You know, it's a little bit more intimate. You get to walk away with a, I, I would say, a greater piece of, of these wonderful poets. So take advantage of that. Also, we are trying to sponsor a book for every single student at PS217. So if you get a book and you like the book, it will change one of these students' lives. So pay it forward so that the word, so that the mission of these guys could be realized because that's why they're here. They're here to be the thing that stands in between some of these kids at at-risk neighborhoods in the worst case scenario. That is the mission. So getting a book inside the hands of one of these kids is your way of being a part of that, that mission. So I am imploring you to, 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 to be a part of that and to do that for us. I need to remind y'all that some of the beautiful music that you were listening to before was Vince's music in collaboration with some of these guys. They are doing Now, while you're following us, you're going to be looking out for an upcoming play and an upcoming fortune event because these guys are rock stars and they do a lot of great things. And trust me, following them and getting to know who they are is the start of a beautiful relationship where you will be filled with beautiful art and just powerful storytelling. And if you're ready to embark on that journey, there are two ways you follow them. You buy the book. Third way, you pay one of those books forward. Um, now... I just want to call out the support team. And I want to try to stand up, do a little awkward hello when I call you, you know, so you can address the crowd. Because this support team has been working tirelessly to make things like this happen, right? All of the people that are in this room are representation of the blood, sweat, and tears put by the support team who are like emailing me more times than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> Um, so give it up for Dexter, y'all. Yeah. Really good member, right? And then he tops it with like a great mustache. He's showing off. Um, Jenny Lee, y'all. Where's Danny? Danny Rubin, Rubin like a sailor. And Bez, where's Bez? Oh, Bez. So if you like my face, or you like the poem. You got Melanie. Oh, absolutely, Melanie. Now, if that's all right, I'm going to... Also, while we're here, in Kosi. Y'all ready for this poem? It's the last poem of the night. I hope y'all like it. Um, this is a brief history on guns. Before the 18th century, guns were made individually by a gunsmith. 
The late 18th century, Eli Whitney proposed a new system, interchangeable parts. Guns made with standard parts so identical they will fit into any assembly of the same type. They are easily broken, repaired, discarded, and replaced. It's time. It's time to clean up our streets. Don't you see all the guns they leave behind, all those black guns, rotting in the sun, spilling their gunpowder into the pavement, walking too close to white people. White people don't feel comfortable around guns, those big black guns, those tall, dark, and handguns waving high with hands that bend into trigger finger. We can't let our children play with guns. Any dream where little white boys and girls play with little black guns is more of a nightmare, and we can't have these guns just walking into our gated communities. How are we supposed to jog without tripping on the bullets? It is illegal to be a firearm without license. Guns should be asked for ID. Wouldn't you pull over every car you saw filled with guns? Wouldn't you stop every gun you saw just walking idly in the streets? Wait, what if your daughter went to college and were home one of these guns? Wouldn't you feel uncomfortable sharing your dinner table with that gun, that big black gun, that weed-smoking gun whose smile just means he's trigger-happy? Does he make you nervous? These guns are running rampant. I remember a time when there wasn't a single gun stupid enough to look a white man in the face. A time we were hunters. And we used to hang guns. It's time to remind the world that, that guns don't kill people. That people holding guns by the neck kill people. The truth is, I don't know how to feel about these interchangeable parts, these uh, standard issue parts. The truth is, I've never seen a composite sketch or a surveillance photo that did not look like me, that would not land me in a lineup with an assembly of my same type with a witness being told, just pick one. Even if you get it wrong, it's just one more gun off the street. See, toy captains used to be all black. It used to be a perfect plastic replica of a real revolver to the mid-90s. They decided to paint all cap guns orange. Orange meant it was less of a threat. Dress a black gun in orange and it's no longer dangerous. That's why orange is the new black. We've got a prison system filled with toy cap guns. We are sick of these guns. So sick we turn blue. The boys in blue sick guns blow their noses at black, never blinking at skin. Must be this new thing going on. Like our parts, easily broken, repaired, discarded. Please. Thank you. Thank you.
Even though I have several AKAs, my main one is Johnny Strokes. It's because um, three months ago I had two strokes. And I actually came back from them, you know, like almost 100%. Yeah. So that's why I hate to come the name for myself. Okay. <laughs> like, um, King Tino Love. I mean, so that was a little dude, that's been my name, you know what I mean? Like, I know, like, I was born for greatness. I know I had that in my genes. I descend from kings. I'm just living it up because I'm a king to love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got my ego for my boy Tito Love right here. And my boy, and him, of course, my boy Shane Bean that passed away. He used to call me my ego too. And, um, Michael Beardo, because I'm Michael Beardo, I got a beard, Michael Beardo. And I'm perverted professor because I'm straight up pervert, so I understand. <laughs> well, I never said mine, but mine is VI, because my name is Vincent, for sure. And Vinny, want to be, because that's all I do, I like to make beats. One more question because we basically have two and a half more minutes. Um, before I ask this question though, I just want to acknowledge um, part of the words of our ride team that's in the room. Uh, and Cozy also is on our production staff, so give it up for Cozy. Yeah. And shout out to Professor Tapan Parikh. I feel that all technology professors should be in the middle of a spoken word event. I'm excited that you're here. So for our final question, um, I was really moved by all of your poems, um, but I just wanted to take a moment um, and have Jay speak to your poem about the bird. And I was wondering if you could share what you think um, are ways that all of us could hold that moment and that um, compassion and empathy for life when we encounter it in those moments, um, beginning from right now. Well, um, me and my boy Sammy, when, when we saw this happening, we put ourselves in that position. We had empathy for this bird because, you know, he was in the floor. He, what he did do is fly away, you know, and he was just that dazed. And we, even though it was raining and drizzling, we couldn't leave that bird alone. Um, there, like by itself. You know, we, we didn't have the heart to just leave it there and leave. Um, we just stood there until he came back. And then, um, I, I wasn't that kind of person before I was in this wheelchair. Um, I was the type that I would get in, in the city bus and when the bus would start to become somebody in a wheelchair, I would get upset because we got, now we gotta wait for him to get on the bus, get struck, get off the bus, until it happened to me. And in the warehouse, in the um, nursing home where we live, there's a whole bunch of other people that are even worse shape than us. And what I thought about was like, if for, I could say something to them, to make it laugh for at least five, ten seconds, they will forget what they're, you know, their position they're on for at least that time. And that is something beautiful because at least I'm taking away, we're taking away their pain, 
the worries, the insecurities of 10 seconds. So to me, that's great. So that's what I do every day. I walk to everybody every day and I try to say a joke, something to make a laugh because living this life is hard. And if you can't forget about it for at least 10 seconds, it's something big for us. Okay, um, I want to take this time to thank our managing editor, Janessa Abrams, for, for her excellent support and her expertise to book editing. She put her whole heart into it, so we appreciate her taking the time and being part of the Open Doors family. We look forward to the next book. Thank you very much. We also want to take the time to just give this book to two of our foreign soldiers from the Open Door Reality Boys Brotherhood, Sammy Reyes and Salud Johnson. They were two of our main brothers for the group. We sadly lost them last year. They had a strong impact in our lives, so we dedicate this book to them. I'm going uh, to introduce my boy Peter Yearwood. You know, he's going to. Um, um, we say what a salute sport, which was one of my favorites. So give it up to, for Peter. Salute Johnson, one of our brothers that left us last year. As a matter of fact, two of them left us. You know, we missed them dearly, and we felt it was taken from us too soon. But far be it for me to question God. So I'm going to read this part. It's called Just Wondering by Salute Johnson. Must we beg and cry for freedom? Must we always live oppressed? Should we work and toil for others? Till our bodies laid at rest. Should we drop all the indication that identify us black? Are we really beautiful people? Is that truth or concrete fact? Are we really even living? Being poor like being dead? And will we ever really make it? Through the bloodstained roads ahead. Should we fight like a Roman soldier? armed with weapons made to kill? Should we leave the sword behind us and rely on wits and will? Will our children be affected in the many years to come? Will they live in decent housing or the same old slums? Is it wrong to want for freedom, which we have so long been denied? Should we keep accepting setbacks Thus relinquishing our pride. Wherever choice we're going to make, we've got to sacrifice. Cause freedom just ain't free no more. We got to pay a price.
Just wondering. for being our mentor and helping us to get his poetry to the next level. We all being poised to win our game, but he came and sharpened us up. He came through to sharpen our skills. Give it up for Joel Francois. Thank you. 